Today on First Issue Club, we cover baskets full of heads. Nope. <laughs> Head full of baskets. Nope. Basket Bas- full of heads. You got it right. Basket full of heads. Today on First Issue Club, we cover basket full of heads and Joker. Killer smile. Welcome back to another issue of First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we rate, review, submit, eat, dissect, and talk about first issues. Two of those were correct. The rest were joke make ups but I think you know which ones were. I am Greg Lichtai, one of your hosts. With me, as always, are Mike D., Caitlin, and Budget King. Hi. Hey. The most unenthusiastic (laughs) (laughs) opening we've ever had. It's snowing. We're sleepy. It's the first snow of the season, and as you can tell, none of us are really happy about it. It's really giving me a limp dick. (laughs) I've never heard that expression when it comes to feelings about the weather. Well, I mean, we all know that Budget King's erections are tied to (laughs) the conditions. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. to the weather outside. Yeah, Yeah, when it's sunny outside, I'm rock hard. That's how you know. (laughs) When you're rock hard, oh, it must be sunny. Uh It's not a nightstick. (laughs) No, that's a, for those of you who have read the comics, that's a reference to one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, My, My penis is so inverted today. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, because of the snow? Mm, yeah, it's because of uh, the, on account of the snow. Well, before we get to any of the books, <laughs> uh, do we have any hot, hot comic book news that you guys want to talk about? I know HBO just talked about some new stuff coming out that a lot of people are excited for. we got a new Green Lantern TV show oh, and a I new Strange this. Adventure. Oh, is Lock and Key also? That's Netflix. It is? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So HBO has a thing with DC then. I assume, because they also said that um, all of the CW shows will be available on this HBO Max Really? Really. Mm -hmm. And they got the Watchmen, obviously. Yep. So, what? So, HBO Max is an app. Much like Netflix and Disney+. Plus. What happens to HBO Go? Is that gone now? Or is this a separate thing? So, it's a separate thing. I think HBO Go is for, like... Well, you know what? I actually don't know. Now so the I cable don't... companies are having like their own subsidiaries, which is kind of out of control. Didn't CW have Freeform, or was that for something else? The Seed. No, CW you... had the Seed. They had. They also did Freeform. Yeah, they with did Hulu. do Freeform. I thought that was ABC Family that had Freeform. Oh, maybe you're right. Well, where was Pretty Little Liars on ABC Family? <laughs> no. Okay, I thought it was on CW. Was it on ABC? It probably jumped around. It might have. Uh, ABC Family Monstrous is also on announced on HBO Max. Yes, yeah. So a lot of cool comic book stuff's coming That's out. Right. More re- I'm just really, conv- I'm really nervous about how they're going to do Monstrous. It's going to have to be animated. Has anyone checked that on eBay lately? It's still no. sitting around forty 20, bucks. Twenty. Oh yeah, maybe. Is that number right? one? Is I think I have a couple copies of that. Sweet Tooth is that also? Sweet Tooth, oh man. Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s production company finished filming the pilot. What? Apparently. Of Sweet Tooth? Yeah. The Jeff Lemire book? Yeah, mm-hmm. we covered that, didn't we? No, no that, we that talked before, about it. That book's mad old. It was oh, before our time. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. It's very good, though. So if you haven't read Sweet Tooth, go out and read that. But uh, Oh, DMZ. DMZ, yes, right. That just got announced. 
That's crazy. That HBO is like that's like great stuff. That's honestly more interesting to me in some ways than Disney Plus. I know that's heinous. You're an insane person. Okay. You're an insane person. I think Disney Plus is cool, but like all of those shows sound like stuff that like is gonna be fire. <laughs> that is no, because okay, so Kevin Feige is like in charge of all that and here he has a solid track record. DC has fucking fumbled everything. I want them to succeed so badly. You ever see a little movie called The Joker? No, I haven't. People are going crazy about it. Good for them. You ever seen a television show called The Watchmen? I haven't yet. People like it. I've heard two, it's so good. Two out of how many? Just the recent trend. That's Those are the newest things, and they've been doing good. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I feel like you're just... Uh, I also think HBO like does things right. I can't name a single bad HBO show I've ever seen. Game of Thrones? Yeah, right. The last season. The last season was Get garbage. Get the fuck out of here. The last season of Game of Thrones was not good. It was great. Your eyes were seeing magic every single time. Cinema magic. Uh, they were seeing it. They weren't hearing it. Your eyes don't hear, so. Look, it was a it was a way to end a show. There we go. That's my take. <laughs> it was good. People, I, I, I thought it was good. I was fine with it. That's true. But you also like The End of Lost, too. I do. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's I not not an lost. HBO show. That's ABC. Not ABC. Not as good a track record as HBO. Right. <laughs> so anyway, along with his HBO <laughs> Go stuff, um, Adult Swim and every Studio Ghibli movie is going to be on there. Oh. And uh, they have like a, this a um, weird little cluster. They got a streaming service, Adult Swim. It's going to show it, it randomly. It's going to be no. It's like they all the Adult Swim stuff's going to be on HBO Go Max. Oh, or HBO Max. And so is Studio... Streaming. And so is Studio Ghibli. Yeah, got it. And they, they signed this contract with, like, Crunchyroll, which is, like, where you go to watch yeah. anime and stuff. I'm familiar. That's like, awesome. So that's all in one area. Whoa. HBO's slinging fire. They're going hard at Disney+. Plus. They're trying to. I'm Team HBO now. Okay. I'm Team Disney+. Plus. Okay. I'll see you in the ring. Okay. Me and Shaq what, are going to... What a lucky thing that we can spend our money in both places. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> we should just share passwords and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably should. That's perfect. Be yeah. friends. You guys got an HBO right now? No, but I've already paid for Disney+. Plus. I'll share my HBO password they put a They put a TV in, in the, uh, my new office, and so I'm hoping that I can we, I can somehow rig that up You to guys where. have to watch The Righteous Gemstones. I want to. Yeah, it's, it looks really we good. We started it, right? Yeah, we did. Oh. It's How started. did we get HBO? We have it somehow. Your parents put it on our TV. The only thing Good better better than Righteous Gemstones is Vice Principals. I have also watched that. Well, the guy, there's, it's the They're same They're kind people. of the same. Yeah. It's like the new Christopher Guest ensemble. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Danny McBride moved to Alabama with that, like, crew to make Vice Principals. Then they remade Halloween. Then they made Righteous Gemstones. Okay. And it's, like, all the same people. So it's kind of like what Adam Sandler's doing with all of his friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only funny. Except for so that. So like uh, Christopher Guest, which I didn't Jill? get a lot of like for the first time I said The new it. Adam Sandler movie, though, <laughs> looks insane. Which one? It's some like movie where he like bets and shit. And like, it's an action movie. It's not a comedy. Yeah, it's like an A24 film, yeah. I think. Yeah. Everything they do is weird. Celtics. Like he bets on the Celtics. I guess. Yeah. Kevin Garnett is in the movie. He, is the it, actual Kevin Garnett. The real life Kevin Garnett. Yes. Wow. They didn't get Shaq in a wig. <laughs> you get a more famous NBA star to play a less famous one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Kevin Garnett will feel about that statement, but 
Well, he should know how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> These are facts. I'm, I'm any other uh, any other comic news? I just want to say that I I was just eBaying monstrous to see how much the first issue was selling for, and this is another thing where there's like a second print cover and a third print oh, cover. Second print's more than the first. That people are selling for more than the first print, and I just don't understand that phenomenon. But we're in the golden age of the second print right now mm-hmm. if you want to if you see second prints at your comic shop who knows they might end up being worth fucking ton i avoid them like the plague i don't like them i hate them yeah i like them i i grab them occasionally. i almost never buy second prints we have that don't you have that mm-hmm. yeah um i like the second prints when they have a new cover i'm kind of like yeah more more I do. So, ever since I've been collecting comic books, you always shoot for the first print. And whenever I would have a second print in my collection, it always felt it like I was late. I was late to the party. Yeah, exactly. And so now it made my collection like less than. Now they do smaller print runs on the second print. Well, but that's not like a, that's not a change in the culture. That's just spec getting a hold of the comic book industry. The, and the second. Print doesn't just have like a different color lettering. It's like a whole new cover. That doesn't mean fucking anything to me. Story's still the same. It's just a smaller print run. And somebody else who wants to make money has decided that they're going to pronounce it that this is more money. Yeah. Yeah, someone's selling a Miss Marvel number one second print for $35. The Kamala Khan one. Cool. Is anyone going to pay for that? $33. Oh well, eighty dollars. What a joke! Forty dollars. I mean, I just don't understand it. The fact that you would ever pay more for a second printing is beyond me. I avoid them. I yeah. I just I don't like the trend of it. Of just like, it's not even a thing of just like, ooh, I really want to read this book. It's like, ooh, I really want to make money. Do you guys have her first appearance? Who? Kamala, Kamala Khan. Khan. It's in a. A random book. Yeah. Marvel point one. Yeah, it's the point one. We got two of them. Point one. You have two of them? Mm-hmm. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Why do you have more than one? I, I think one it's to read happenly and one to keep. bought two by mistake. Oh, and cool. then I didn't even know that it was her first appearance. And then I found out and I was like, score. That's awesome. <laughs> but guess what about that? The second printing's worth more. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, $75 for the second printing of it. So dumb. Second printings, baby, is where it's at. When she finally gets introduced to the MCU, that book is going to be ten thousand yeah. dollars. I think. I think that. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure I've got a dumb variant of it that is worth nothing, and I probably was at the store with the A cover and was like, "Oh, this variant's cute." That's when we still thought variants held more money. We're idiots. I like variants. I like variants too, but you never know which one's gonna matter. I mean, sometimes a one in a hundred variant, like no one gives a shit about it. They want the second print of the A cover, and they spend five dollars at it on it on at a shop. Did you guys see the one in five hundred variant of uh, Silver Surfer Black? Give me a break with God, that. Did shit. it have fucking Donny Cates' hair in it? Was what? it just black with nothing on it? No, it was the in the board. It like. Tells you, I think it has like null in it, but the that's the one in one hundred, but the one in five hundred has Galactus, so it's like, ooh, is Galactus coming? Type of thing. I don't know. 
I am so over all of the ratio variants. Yeah. And just the fucking... I don't ever buy them. You guys ever buy them? Horse and pony show that it is. What? You ever buy the ratio variants? Sometimes. Sometimes. Like the one in 25s are, that are like maybe 10 bucks. Yeah. 15 bucks. If it looks cool, I'll get it. But If I obsess over a cover for more than a year, I'll get it. Like I just bought the Alex Ross Fantastic Four number one. Yeah, but to be fair, you got that at a fucking steal. Yeah, I did it during a Midtown 75% off, so it was like 20, 25 bucks. Normally like 75. Yeah. It was nuts though. Right. Anyway, anybody else got any more news? Uh, um, can can, um, we, can um, we do something before this episode goes any further? Yeah. Can we put that crinkly bag <laughs> on the floor? <laughs> Come on. God, this is like the worst ASMR video Come on. Ever. Come on. Come on. No. Come, on. Come, come on. on. Please. If I could come just. On. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just roll into this show. This is yeah. going to be. We're, hey, we're. Three we're, of us. Three out of four of us are on our phones. We <laughs> are. <laughs> so true. We are exhausted from we're the Halloween so episode. so riveted by the news. We're in eBay holes. <laughs> we just got back from our retreat where we tried to save the podcast and. We didn't really learn anything, and yeah, we're showing we, you that we just right got, now. We got hoodwinked. We got I bamboozled. I have no idea how to make, make improvements. What if we just stopped right here and said, okay, see everyone next week? <laughs> <laughs> we gave you news. We talked, yeah. <laughs> this was the evergreen. We read a Joker book, another one. It was fine. We read a Joe Hill book. It was cool. That's Stephen King's son. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get this podcast started. Started. Dark Captain Marvel hasn't come out yet, right? No. Okay. She's in, it's in number 12, I think, is her debut. Yeah. She's in comics. Yeah. We should do zines of, like, Dark Us. Ooh. Oh, dark yeah. First Issue Club? Dark yeah. Dark Vic. Dark Budget King. Dark Vic. <laughs> yeah. Dark Budget King's like a priest. <laughs> <laughs> or a Mormon. Oh, yeah. That's Bizarro. That's like Bizarro one. Budget yeah. King. Yeah. You already feed off of chaos and calamity. <laughs> Your alter ego would be like just so clean cut and leave it yeah. to Beaver. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can give it to me, Greg. I can intro this book. First up, we have Joker Killer Smile on DC Black Label, so you know it's naughty naughty. Uh, it is by Lemire Sorrentino Belair. Budget King, since you are so uh, ingrained and enthralled with the naughty naughty, tell us what this book was about. Thanks for knowing that about me, Greg. Well, after 121 episodes, I feel like I know you pretty well. I would say so. Better than most. Joker, Killer Smile, is about the Joker. And man, is the Joker having a moment right now. He, How many books have we read that have just so been about the Joker? Joker, Joker, Joker. Probably the most hottest villain in contemporary culture, as it is. I'm fully exhausted. I did I not would... want this book. Me uh, either. I didn't no. care about it. I didn't. And there's like more coming out. There's more books coming out. Yeah. Yeah, there's more Joker than we need. But Jeff Lemire wrote this book, which we were hot, 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 hot hot for. (laughs) So Uh, I said, let's give it a chance. Yes. So we did it. (laughs) Um, And uh, this book is about a, what do you know, psychiatrist trying to (laughs) make 
make Joker right. Um, it's I mean, like Joker is the bad boy out. that every shrink in the world is the girl that wants to f- like fix him. Every shrink is thirsty for the Joker, right? Yeah, now. yeah, that and is I true. I don't get it. I would stay way the hell away from him because he kills you mental health once you start uh, fucking with his head. So somehow the the pinnacle of this book was that somehow he incepted his psychiatrist and made him take home a book to read his child that's about a clown that kills animals. And so the psychiatrist kind of like starts questioning reality and thinks he's losing his mind all through just like interviewing the Joker. It actually works really well. Like it's 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 a kind of like captivating read and you you yourself kind of like feel like you're losing your mind as you're reading it in mm-hmm. some ways. Uh, the way that they do like the pacing and like bring in the children's book, it kind of just flips to a children's book all of a sudden. Yeah, that was weird. So yeah, that's that's how this book is doing it different. Yeah, for the most part, um, there were some really creepy, unsettling moments in this book that I really, really liked. But as we previously stated, the market is oversaturated with the Joker right now. His stock couldn't be lower. I mean, anyone can yeah. jump on and do a Joker book. I would say that they should have. They should have gone with the hook that the kids like. You gave me that book, Dad. Like, way later. That yeah. was really the only truly creepy moment in the book to me. Mm-hmm. The rest of it felt like I have seen and heard this before. I mean, there's been three Joker's psychiatrist things in the last two months or month. I get that it's, like, in the zeitgeist and we're thinking about all superhero things in more relevant terms to our lives now and making them stories that have to do with our culture and what's happening in the news, but, I mean, Christ Almighty, can the editor at DC, like, say, no, we've had fucking enough of these lately? There's a whole other book with that theme on Black Label. Like, number two yeah. came out for Harleen this week. Totally. Right. I feel like we're just talking about Harleen here. Yep. Yeah. Well, we are. I mean, <laughs> they make a direct reference to her I mean, at one point. Even mm-hmm. say... Oh, you're right. Yeah. Even say, great idea for a book Jeff Lemire and it's well written and you're a talented guy let's just space these out half a year honestly the only that that's my only criticism with this <laughs> book is it's too joker mania otherwise this book standalone was pretty fun and good yeah i had a good time with it it was like an episode of criminal minds but with the joker and this added like lunacy of like you don't know how the joker's incepting the the psychiatrist yeah i think he's just getting into his head right like i don't think he actually had a, uh, insane kids book. Yeah, the dad was just seeing that shit. Yeah, because the guy he saw the same like the guy on the toilet. Yeah, it was just a hallucination. Right. Yes. Uh, this is a is this a one shot? No, I thought it was. How it, it ended. seems like a one shot, and I was well, pissed. And the, the the size of it in the binding like that. No, there's no way this is a one shot. I I was kind of like. Yeah, it seemed like it kind of wrapped up and it was creepy and the Joker got the last laugh and then leave it alone because what else is this going to do? Yeah, he's going to escape. Yeah, is he going to escape Arkham? Is he going to make this guy even crazier? His new sidekick. Oh, his new sidekick. Yeah. What could could someone do with the Joker that would like surprise you right now? Like what do you want to see done with the Joker? I mean, anything? Ooh. Oh. Oh, we got one. What if he's like passing down the mantle? New Joker. Yeah. Ooh, secret first appearance. I would like of that. The new Joker. Yeah. And then we give him a break for a minute. Yeah. He does something else. I'd like it if he just like ran as a politician, cleaned his act up, 
and was just like, I'm going to be mayor of Gotham. Now. Yeah, he like forgive, kingpinned himself. Yeah. Forgive, <laughs> forgive my sins. I like that. Optometrist. That's different. <laughs> yep. He becomes an optometrist. optometrist. Dentist. Yes. There's I actually, don't know. I mean, I just... Seafarer, fishmonger. I could see him doing a lot of things. What wh- I I just don't or he realize. Goes mad. He goes fully mad and can't do really anything anymore. That could be a good one. Like he. Well, can that lead? Here's my request, DC. Are you listening? Are you listening? Have something like that happen. Have the Joker go fully bonkers crazy, or do something different with him that makes him go away for a couple years. Yeah. At a minimum. Maybe that's what he does. He passes down the mantle. Because he's yeah. teetering on the edge, goes fully insane, kind of becomes a vegetable. We yep. leave him alone. You know what would be funny? A Batman who is the Joker. A <laughs> Batman who laughs. Oh. <laughs> Expand on that. That's, mm, that is something. He could be like metal as fuck. That, there's something mm-hmm. there. I can taste it. I, mm-hmm. I, taste, I taste success there. Uh, what if we just like, what if a writer just does it? Like they, they write a psychiatrist story and the psychiatrist actually fixes them. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, they, they actually correct what's wrong in his mind, and he becomes an upstanding citizen. And it's like, I would now be what? interested in him trying to continuously like write people's opinions of him as a like a new yeah type yeah. of person. There's no brainwashing. There's no amnesia. It's an some exhausting psych- redemption. Story. Some psychiatrist <laughs> actually gets through to him, and and it, it clicks with him that oh maybe I am this terrible, wretched, broken person, and I can be fixed. Yeah. And maybe it's not a redemption story, but it's just he just goes on Zoloft and he's fine. <laughs> but so then yeah, part time job. Yeah. So then the yeah. character becomes like uh, the, the moper, the guy from the blacklist or something, <laughs> or or Hannibal Lecter's character, wherein he's helping or monk the detective. See, I really got a heavy Hannibal solve crime, vibe get into the mind of a too. maniac. Yeah. yeah, I see. I don't. I don't think it's that. I think if he if he gets. Like fixed, and his brain gets like reworked. Right, he steps away from superhero, supervillain completely. He like has to separate himself. He's like, this will lead me to go back into being the Joker. But there's got to be something. If you realize what you've done, then the only thing you can do is try to redeem yourself in even the smallest way possible. Yeah, right. So he does community service. He helps other people. Becomes a Christian. Sure, he's he's born again. No, but there's he's he's incarcerated. They put him in witness protection program. You don't. Let they would never. And it's like do a suicide that. squad situation. They would never do no, that. No, they would never do that. He's killed too many. The people. only reason the suicide squad exists is because there's a high potential that they will die. It's not because they want him to go out and do good works. What if he? Um, they put him in space. <laughs> <laughs> Joker in space. Space hero Joker. Yeah. yeah. Space Joker. Yeah, we're, we're like the most. or not. The most. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Joke Stradamus. <laughs> He's a <laughs> philosopher. <laughs> Old man Joker. <laughs> Has that not been a thing yet? I don't think so, that but would I would blow like that. my mind. I would well, that hasn't there's, been a there's thing. old lady Harley. Yeah, and he's in that. Oh. Is he okay? Okay. Yeah. So, sorry to burst Didn't we bubbles. read that? We did. Oopsie. I think we did. Strike it. I'm beyond having a take on this, aside from the fact that I'm done with the Joker for now. Me too. I mean, it's just like I, I, I'm, I'm so done and like kind of confused about people wanting to know what the Joker's origin yeah, is, like who how cares? he, how he became the Joker. It's like that's not the story. The story isn't how, what led him here. It's just, it's just him being unhinged and being a nihilist and just causing chaos. Like 
I don't give a shit what he was like in grade school or... Were we talking about this? Or it might have been my coworkers because there was a bit of a debate there where it was like, this is um, this is a standalone from the MCU. The new movie is. Right. Yeah. And like people were thinking like, why do we need people who are coming from the perspective of reading a lot of the comics are, are of that same mindset. We don't need this origin story that's a standalone. He's never, we've never been concerned about this before. But then people who are more kind of from the MCU and other other cinematic universes, like kind yeah. of like, no, it's, it, you know, it's important. We want to know. We're invested. Once Hollyweird got and, involved. And maybe that's that new fandom payoff that they're looking for. But um, I would agree. It's one of those things that the um, my emotional stance around it is preventing me from being able to look at this book in any of the other materials with like a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what sucks about it for me is it's like it's kind of the best way to write a suit or a supervillain um, to flesh them out to be like, don't you understand how like they just want chaos to fix things and they want to like show it by like doing that. And it's like, yeah, I, I understand the methodology of a terrorist. Like I get it. it it's not. That's not inventive. But that's also not what makes the Joker an interesting character. He doesn't he doesn't have appeared to have had that at all. Like he's not he's not got this ideology that he's like, this is what will make the world a better place. He's not like kind of working his own angle. It's just literal nothing. Like kind of just whatever he's pure, he's chaotic pure, evil. Pure right. nihilism. So is this just us as comic book fans who know the Joker's method for madness it can't be explained and that's core to the character i think like that's why this is frustrating because they keep trying to prove that point by having people try to explain it right that's what makes him a super villain or the frustrating thing about the origin story is to be like oh no we're supposed to realize that this is why he is the way he is yeah both of those things are not hitting the right notes i just think it's weird that people want to humanize him you know what I mean? It's like, well, what What turned him? Like, I don't okay. give a fuck. Well, I don't give a shit. But we're not going to find out. It's weird because we're talking about the Joker, though. We talk about other villains and how we always love when people make a villain more complex. How many people gushed over Thanos? Yeah. But. He's just not the Joker. The Joker is different. I would love a version of the Joker that's like, I'm irredeemable. Nobody can <laughs> save me, the Joker, baby. No. <laughs> I'm just bad. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Give him a baby voice and I'm in. <laughs> That's the one tweak that I needed for this all to come together for me. That's why I created the kids' book. He was just trying to tell a story, but they yeah. couldn't really understand him. What did you guys think about the kids' book in particular? Good device. It, it did disrupt the middle of the narrative quite a bit. That made you go like, whoa, something's happening here. I'm not going to lie. I read it in the voice of Mr. Pumpkin Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hell, yeah. Uh, I thought it was really, like, a uh, fascinating yeah. thing. Like, just a very, like, whoa. Uh, and even the font, I was, like, bothered by it and the placement of it. Because it's, like, it's literally a kid's book stuck into a book, yeah. to a comic book. Um, and it just, like, it worked, like, super well. And it reminded me of, like, there's a cartoon from the, like, early 2000s where it's, like, just animal critters killing each other, like. I felt like that kid's book thing alone was enough to validate the format of it. We One of the things we always bring up with Black Label books is that 
why is this black label? Did it do anything different or mature enough to validate being on this imprint? Was the format itself needed to tell this story? And I think those couple pages were enough to put this in a different size book. Yay? Nay? I think you're right. Yeah. It was it was a mature way to read a book. It wasn't mature content. Right. It was thinner than most. As far as content goes, it was like one of the thinner of the black label books. It was like a really a like point. yeah. It was bigger, but it was thinner. Uh-huh. So, when I thought it was a one shot, I was actually pretty ticked off. <laughs> because I was like, I paid 2 extra dollars for basically the same thing that could be put in a regular comic book. Yeah. Joker, Killer Smile. That's a funny title. <laughs> Not a great title. And and by the Killer way, smile. Top, oh, man. top ten worst covers of this year. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the cover. Yeah. Awful. The cover was what made me think that people who were newer to might like it. Yeah, they might like if a, they're walking in a shop, they're gonna pick that up. A blurred cover, we can't even tell it's Joker. Yeah, because he's messed up. He's, he's weird. Yeah, he's, he's, he's out of focus. You can't. He listens to no him doubt. Out. Walking oh, in a spider on. web, <laughs> leave a message and I'll call you back. I think this was a good book that had a lot working against it. Yep. I think Jeff Lemire is a great writer. He just got handed a bum deal. DC, don't do not do Jeff real dirty like this. <laughs> you hand him a good book, DC. He's been good to you. And wasn't you, the art, wasn't Bel Air like on this too? Mm-hmm. I feel Jordy like we've Bel-Air. liked him too. Or is it a, isn't it a guy? Jordy is I think the first name. It's, I think yeah. he's a guy. Yeah, yeah the artwork was, was stunning. Yeah. Coloring was fucking awesome. I think, yeah. Isn't that what Jordy Belair does? Yeah, the yeah he does. Thank you, Joker. Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> no thank you, DC. <laughs> <laughs> first time anyone's ever thanked a Joker. That's the best way thank to you, review Joker. this book, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, DC, you done done it wrong. Thank you, creative team. No thank you for this book existing. <laughs> <laughs> Was it called Basket Full of Heads? Yes. Mm-hmm. Next up on the show, we have Basket Full of Heads by Joe Hill, none other than the son, the semen uh, pro- uh, uh, product of Stephen King, longtime writer, first time listener. <laughs> He's here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, I'm Stephen King. Stop. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty good. What'd you guys think of it? You want to know it, what it, happened in it? It's very. I don't, I don't fucking know what. Not not, not a lot happened in it. It's I'll tell you just like a not castle. A lot, not a lot did happen. It's like what. a Castle Rock episode. I loved it though, and <laughs> I would call. agree with that. Yes. Wait, you know that that's also Stephen King, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's oh. obviously the reference. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, there's a there's a Shawshank truck where all the prisoners. Yeah, are I saw at. that too. Okay. Oh, and, there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was like a Castle Rock episode. Yeah. Fuck me. And I also while I was reading this i was like the beginning of this is kind of vibing like the beginning of the shining to me and then i was like oh fuck that's a stephen king mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. uh i love joe hill he did think... he did lock and keys done so many like good things yeah go ahead Kayla. well and i think just to speak to all of us kind of subtly realizing those things like very good not on the nose to be like i i am doing this and it's not like a clear homage like it was good i thought I, I loved it, but the 
God damn it, if this isn't the worst name ever for a comic book. It would seem, eh. at like, there were several points at which Can I realized, think- oh, this is supposed to be tying into the, the title. Or this is eventually going to be coming around to whatever that first panel was with these heads that are talking to each other. None of the story is about that. So you be prepared just to, like... yes. Put that away, file it away, because that's going to happen later. Yeah. Did you guys ever see A Serious Man? Uh, oh, that sounds super familiar. No. There was two. There were two, that, and I saw the other one. It was like a... <laughs> the movies that come out at the same time yes, that are like similarly this, exactly titled. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's an intro scene in that that just seems completely unrelated to the movie and like never comes back up again. Really? And it's like allegory for like... <laughs> Just the vibe of the movie. <laughs> and and this kind of, the intro to this book kind of seemed like that. They do bring up, like, a lot about her um, and how she relates to the world and how she's um, trying to solve crimes. And, and, like, they just poke fun at her. Like, mm-hmm. seemingly out of nowhere, she's just going to dinner with her boyfriend's family. That's It's not his family, but they've really, like, taken a liking to him. Yep. And, like, all of a sudden they're like, oh, you study gender studies? Like, oh, are you going to put us all out of work? And it's like, what? I don't. Yeah, yeah they really attacked her. her for that. So the reason why you... that is is because you find out that she is the person that uses a mythic axe to kill four escaped prisoners, keep their head in a basket, and the mystic axe makes them magical. Right? Yes, but, but she doesn't use it all the time. She's going to come into contact with it at this house. That she's having the dinner. Yeah, so we're, it's like we're getting the pre-story for what basket full of heads is really going to yeah. be. Yeah. It's building up. Yeah, there was no action in this comic. We're talking about this book like it's bad. It's actually great. I wasn't. I, it's wonderful. I thought I was talking about it like it was okay. I wasn't either. Same. I loved it. It just has a convoluted start to it, which I think actually makes it kind of more artistic and fun. So I don't, I don't think it was, well, Confusing the juxtaposition between it, like convoluted is not the right word. Yeah, beginning and end story. But I always like horror or suspense that lulls you in with the mundane, is it's always the most effective in that manner. This book we didn't mention this is set in 1983, and I think it does a really good job, even in like the coloring of it, to like set it as a like a really interesting period. A uh, piece or like 80s yeah. piece. Yeah, a bygone era where mm-hmm. a cop car can be a doom buggy. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. This is like the, a and solid. Being a sheriff like, can be a summer job? That was the one thing I was like, is that a real thing? Like yeah, to just be like intern. a part time like, like, deputy. deputy. Yeah. This reminded me of like a Jordan Peele summer? kind of horror movie. A what? Yeah. Jordan Peele kind of like horror movie. I felt, it felt very much like Jaws to me, which was kind of like set in that same kind of time. Of uh, yeah. 70s, 80s, but it just I, felt like you were transported back into that era. Yeah. Jaws kind of gets hokey near the end and just becomes an action movie. I mean, she did say, is that a nightstick in your pants? Are you happy to That's see That's a good me? point. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah but not altogether unlike Stephen King either. Like, there are certain elements into that that bring out the mundane or make you go, yeah. ah, and relax for a minute. And that's where that yeah. can really hit you. I get why he changed his name. Because, <laughs> I mean, right out the gate, knowing who he is, we're, like, immediately uh-huh. comparing his work to, like, well, other things. He's putting his own father's homages in his book, though. So. Yeah, you can't write Shawshank well, on the back of a prisoner's thing. Do you think this book is just one big homage? No. I because think... he's he's done a good job in that respect of, like, 
being referential of things and having a vibe in the story while at the same time not making it like a complete duplication of his father's stories. Well, we didn't mention this, but this book launches yet another sub-brand for DC called Hill House. Yeah. Um, which is going to be, I guess, all J- Joe Hill's horror book movie, or p- horror book comic books. I don't know if he's well, writing them all, he's, but... He's only writing this one and in terms of what he says in the okay. thing. He's brought on different creators. To do different horror books. Yeah. It's like the haunted house of DC is what he wanted it to be. It's where all the scary, spooky stories are going to be. So if you're famous enough, DC just gives you a vanity publisher and just let you do what you want to do. If your maybe, pitch is good enough. Well, yeah. I was going to say, maybe famous combined with good content. Yeah. Joe Hill is quality. Like, he's good at what he does. So, uh, Did you guys ever read The Cape? I've heard of no. it. I have a couple issues of it, but I never read it. Fabulous. Is it good? It is so good. Yeah. It gets into this weird history World War II thing, which I don't really care for. Yeah. But before oh, I wonder that, why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before that, phew, so good. Yeah, honestly, I was like, that's kind of what made me fall in love with Joe Hill. And then I read all of Lock and Key. He can write the hell out of like scary, spooky, spooky like psycho thriller. And I think this comic book is, I think this comic book's going to have some legs. It definitely had some hype uh, this week. Uh, so. I mean, it did it the right way. It did a whole issue without blowing its wad and still made us intrigued enough to want to buy the second issue. And if we're going to be following this girl around with a Viking axe and a true basket full of heads, that's just, it's a good way to set it up without already getting to like, bam, this is kind of a crazy idea and we're just going to run with it's it. It's crazy well, enough to work. Exactly. And like it, you've put some <laughs> groundwork in that doesn't immediately just go, this is kind of strange. Yeah. And if you read this, um, not knowing outside context that we know as comic book people, it just reads um, with our lead character being the damsel in distress. She's a complete secondary character in this comic book throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just I I love that it it um, kind of seamlessly worked into her ideology and her driving force in life, which is to kind of rid the world of toxic masculinity that, that like brings a lot of violent crime into the world because of how we teach men to deal with shame. And Mm -hmm. like, if she's going around lopping dudes heads off that are just incurable of this and like really trying to like do some good that way, I don't know. It could be different than that. But. I thought this book was going to be utter shit from the title and the cover. But, like, then once you warm up to the idea of it, it was just, this book rocked. It was fabulous. Yeah, I really, really dug it. So, good job, Joseph. Hillamus. I also really just liked the way the sheriff um, talks mm-hmm. about his old lady about the other people in the town. Uh, the how like it's just this weird bit part this the guy from the billboards of the town like comes up to him and he's like my wife is freaking out and my daughters are freaking out and this and this and this and you got to do this and he's just basically like eh, sit down calm mm-hmm. down buddy he's and then like, that's move it. if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're so Bye. right. There's so many elements of just like expert dialogue. Yeah. That just really get this town right. Yeah. It's and make it's you as instantly if his father connect with these was like characters. a famous writer, <laughs> and this kid was just around it his whole life, and it's like that second doesn't always to produce great writer, yeah, such great as J.J. Abrams and Hank. Of is not a word. What? 
You guys are loving that book. I liked it. So, obviously it must be good if you liked it. I think J.J. Abrams might be writing more of it than we, we know. We need, I want to know the distribution of it. You want to see like a YouTube channel of them spitting you ideas think it's to like one a another. fifth graders volcano project that their parents were like, mm, <laughs> a little more invested in than they should have been? Hey, Dad, what if Spider-Man shot webs? I like it. You can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> you did say something. What if Spider-Man like shot webs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining a panel at a Comic-Con with the two of them. And the first guy stands up and is just like, so how much did Hank actually write this? And they're just like, come on, we co-wrote it. Next question. And then the next guy stands up and he's just like, so did he really write it though? Like 60-40 or? <laughs> it's like 30 straight minutes of people just trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Hank is the opposite of Joe Hill though when you think about it. He's earned nothing. <laughs> And he's <laughs> and he's completely cashing in on his relationship his to his name. father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hank <laughs> Abrams in parentheses, son of JJ. <laughs> That's how he signs That's his name. That's how he yeah. introduces himself. I love that we're calling him Hank. What is it? Henry? His name is Hank. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I don't you know what it told is, me but it was it's something. Whatever. Who cares? That's the point. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! If there was a, just a straight DC, DC just signed a fifteen-year-old to write a comic book. I bet that comic book would be fire and be, full of breasts. Yeah, it'd just be <laughs> awesome. So I'm not shitting on fifteen-year-olds writing comic books. I'm shitting on famous fifteen-year-olds writing comic. Well, books. then fifteen-year-olds must be writing for Xenoscope because that's all their fucking books are. Yeah. Hey, you can be fifteen at heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plenty of people are. <laughs> Axe Cop was written by like a five-year-old. So there you go. The world of comics is crazy when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Success. Another one in the books. This has been an issue of an episode. <laughs> I love that. See you next week, hopefully. <laughs> This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. That was a tight uh, 12 minutes. Just re-listen to the Halloween episode. (laughs)